Good morning and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. So on today's episode, what I really want to focus in on is in this third installment, basically, of you can't know where you're going if you don't know what you're doing. And this piece of it is kind of interesting to me. Now, I've got a couple of clips from this interview that Tucker Carlson did with Russell Brandt. The first one is really about virtue signaling. And what is the self-interest of the person that is virtue signaling? And I think it's very fascinating. When you listen to this particular clip, some things will occur to you in terms of what is the interest, the self-interest of Tucker Carlson when he's making the statement? And then what is the self-interest of the individual that he is describing? Because what he starts describing is, you know, a parental position and doing for your kids. And then in his mind, you're doing it for no other reason than to help this person But you know from having walked this journey of self-development that there is no interest that is not self-interest. There is no such thing as a person doing something just for the hell of it. No, they're not. Even if that moment is they just want to feel good. I think the problem that people get wrapped up in is there is a valuation to it. There's a decision about judging people because of the reasons of what they want to do or why they want to do. And they want to be seen as these virtuous people. Wow, look at you. You sacrificed. That is a lie. (laughs) Um, There is no such thing as a sacrifice. There is a person making a choice to give or do whatever it is they want to give or do. But it is always with the self-interest of where the supply chain started, which is within them. Now, I don't know what that is for every person. They have to decide that for themselves. You have to decide that for yourself. But the thing that I think is kind of remarkable in being able to have this self-reflection is you're getting real with yourself. You're, you're getting honest with yourself. You're not going into some sort of delusion about the choices that you're making. You are making conscious choices to do particular things or say particular things all for your own self-interest, whatever that is. Other people are the byproduct, whatever they're receiving of that. That's just a byproduct of whatever your self-interest is. So let's listen to this. Um, This was on this interview with Russell Brandt about a week or so ago, and then uh, we can talk about it again. So when you act your father on behalf of your children, you are doing things because you love them. They're not necessarily in your interest. Like you'd rather go take a sauna or do some yoga or hop on your wife. But no, you have a child with needs. So you love that child. So you do something for that child. That's what it looks like to serve and love someone is to do something you don't want to do. that doesn't help you in any way, but at least potentially helps that other person. I see the climate movement not doing one thing that doesn't enrich or empower the climate movement and its corporate sponsors not one sort of a fun moment there where he kind of goes off the rails a little bit and starts talking about climate change along with 
reforesting the United States. Um, He makes a really good point in relation to that. Now, that is one particular movement in this country, one of like a bazillion, it seems like, right? That is pushing an agenda. So armed with the information that you've learned, that you've integrated from this podcast over these past six and a half months, you realize that there is no interest that is not self-interest. So what is the self-interest of the people that are pushing that agenda? I don't know, because I'd have to interview some people in order to be able to get a hold on what it is that they're actually doing. But when we talk about ideology, we talk about people that adhere to a set of talking points, if you will, bullet points that point out something regarding a particular issue or a situation. What's interesting is that most often they will sit there and they will go through a process of blathering about all these different maybe statistics, stuff that they don't even understand that doesn't even occur to them to do the research on. Years ago, I was in New York and there was some sort of, you know, protest that was going on down in Battery Park City. And I was sitting having breakfast with a friend and this thing starts going down the street and it's all about, you know, climate change, all this other garbage. Anyway, so there's this reporter standing on the corner with a couple of other reporters and I run out there to see what's going on and I'm standing there and I lean over to the reporter. I go, I'll bet you not one of these people could tell me what the scientific method is. And he looked at me and he started laughing and he goes, you'd probably be right. This was almost 20 years ago, I think. Uh, What was interesting about it was that, again, people are just blathering about things. I don't know what their self-interest is, but they don't know what they're talking about. They literally read some things, they read some bullet points, and then they grabbed a sign and went out there and they started protesting. Now you go to some protests, and I love it when these, you know, the man on the street kind of guy will go up and start interviewing these people and go, hey, what are you out here for? And they're like, man, I'm just getting paid. I'm just holding a sign. <laughs> and I think to myself, oh, wow, how, how honest is that moment, right? It's like, I don't know what any of this is, but you know, they're paying me 50 bucks an hour to hold the sign, so I'm gonna do that for six hours and I'm make 300 bucks and you know, hightail it out of here. But it was a great moment of that realization and of that moment of understanding self-interest self-interest in everything that you do. Okay, so circling back to the whole virtue signaling with Tucker Carlson, and this isn't a judgment on him. I was like, you know, I, I, I don't know the man. I only observe him from his interviews and television, all that kind of stuff. But it is a form of virtue signaling when a person wants to talk about sacrificing for no other reason than to help somebody. Well, there is no virtue in that. There is no virtue in sacrificing. There is no virtue in victimization, self-inflicted victimization. There there is no virtue in that. Unless you have an ideology that tells you there is, now you're going down a different rabbit hole. Now you have to start looking at where did I get that ideology from? 
One of the best things that I ever did for myself was when I was living in New York and I came upon this understanding for myself about accountability, responsibility. I would have these terrific talks with this friend of mine, Dan, and we would like dissect things, like dissect every word of a sentence to understand something about it. That what does it mean? Where does it come from? Who came up with that idea? Who came up with that concept? And I would walk around, I'd be on the subway, I'd walk around the city, yeah, I'd be doing various things, and I would literally dismantle everything that was taught to me because the things that were taught to me by society was brainwashing, you know, that you don't judge a book by its cover, you know, you don't have instincts, you're, uh, you're, you're not the person to sit in judgment on other people. But all of those things were trying to tell me to ignore my own internal authority. For what purpose? Oh, to control, right? You tell people not to do something because you want them to do other things. Well, that's a form of control. <laughs> when you're not controlling people, you're saying, here are your choices in life, and you decide which ones you want to make. And then you see where those lead you. It's kind of interesting because it's part of what the whole emotional thing is, right? Of people telling you to be emotional. There was a time where people told you to not be emotional. And now it has swung the other way where it's just like, that seems to be the only thing that people care about is people being emotional. Now, there is a purpose to having emotions. And it's not about obliterating it, but to put it in its proper use. You pay attention you make a choice. Your emotions are there to help you become aware. It brings awareness for you that there's a choice to be made. It doesn't have to be made. You don't have to make a choice, but then that's a choice, right? Your emotions are, in a sense, uh, an awakening of the possibility of choice. And when people get too down into the weeds of emotions and they start living there, well, now it's just a drug, right? And there's an overuse and there is a misuse of that. And why do people alter their reality? Because they don't like the reality. But know this truth about life, that there is no life without reality. You can delude yourself, you can distract yourself, but the reality is until you're in reality, you're not living a full life because you're distracted, you are not paying attention, you are unaware, you are not embracing the fullness that life has to offer you. And the only way you'll know this is if you yourself take that leap and say, I'm ready to be red-pilled. I'm, I'm ready to take the red pill and not the blue pill anymore. I don't need to be in this matrix of delusion and brainwashing. Now, the second uh, video is also from that particular uh, interview with Russell Brandt and uh, Tucker Carlson. And what I really liked about this was it, it harkens back to what we've been talking about with ideology. And... So Tucker reveals something about the fact that, you know, briefly he says something. He, he doesn't engage in it too long, but he says something of understanding regarding truth and honesty and to look at things because he at one point, I guess, was an alcoholic or a drug addict. And so he went through that whole process and surrender and all that good stuff. But what he talks about, what he says very succinctly in a very short period of time 
is about the power of being able to look at something and say, I was wrong. I was incorrect. That information that I had led me to think something differently. Now that I have new information, I'm thinking differently about that situation. There's a lot of grace, I think, for a person to give themselves when they forgive themselves. (laughs) Uh, I think it's fascinating that when you come to a point where you are willing to look at something and go, "Uh, I was incorrect, no problem. It is so liberating. And part of that is that you're no longer image building. You don't need to. You're not perfect. The people that want to be out there and want to be perfect, they're the ones that are making all of these crazy things up. They're lying, they're cajoling, they're controlling, they're manipulating, lying by omission, making stuff up. Uh, You know, uh, I used to have a a business card where, you know, I said my name was Gregory Worth and, you know, um, next to my name I put m.s.u making stuff up (laughs) when I was a counselor because I was making stuff up. I was coming up with things that were completely out of the box from the realm of psychology and and therapy because those people are a bunch of crazy people. You know, they went off the rails with all that stuff. Instead of helping a person find their own inner authority and help the individual find their place and their voice in this life, they started filling their head with a bunch of garbage. And a lot of that garbage, you know, had to do with all the emotional stuff, all the virtue stuff. So when you're looking at ideology, one of the things that will alert you if a person is in an ideology is if they are unwilling to scrutinize it. That's what's so beautiful to me about science, true science. Not a bunch of people that their self-interest is... I need to submit an RFP so I can get funding. So as a scientist, I'm going to say this is by authoritative nature and by what I say, and so therefore it is. Well, that's just a lie. (laughs) That's just a person, you know, that's playing a game, right? They're deluding themselves. Because real science, you should be able to replicate it. You should be able to manage it. (laughs) It's essential um to happiness and to honesty to admit when you're wrong and it's so freeing i mean it's the basis of the recovery movement i realized i was powerless and and i i just have lived that and i understand very well personally the human impulse to hide being wrong no one wants to admit being wrong because in so doing you admit you're you lack the power that you pretended that you had but i just find it so liberating i was wrong I thought this, it turned out not to be true. I was wrong. I didn't know. I am not God. Once you say that, everything, then you realize you have nothing to be afraid of. By the way, everybody already knows what you're lying about. People know who you are. I tell my children this all the time. You think you're getting away with it. I'm secretly whatever it is. (laughs) Everybody already knows. And they love you anyway, or they hate you anyway. It doesn't matter. We know because we can smell. We're like dogs. We know who the other person is instantly. All the pretense is pointless and so how beautiful is it to just say nope here's who i am yeah and they can't and i look at someone like tony blinken so one of the things that he mentions there right at the end is that you become you have an understanding and you realize for yourself essentially that 
you know, you are liberated, that you're not trying to put on a false bravada. You are not trying to image build. Because a lot of times what people are doing is they are attempting to image build. Why are we talking about all of this stuff? You know, why have I gone through this exercise with you every Sunday talking about these aspects of humanity and of the individual? And part of it is my own self-interest. I enjoy it, to be honest. And that uh, the audience that listens to this has the byproduct of being able to hear it all and to enjoy it as well, if they so choose. But one of the things that deeply concerns me is the damage that people have done to humanity. Because they have taught humanity that these things that I have discussed with you are stupid or ridiculous or they have no value to them. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've never had a child and to all of that stuff I usually say well I've never had cancer but I don't need to have cancer to realize I don't want it. So what has that got to do with any other argument that you have? It's like ridiculous. Behavior is behavior. Humans are humans, and you can observe those things about them. But there's been great damage to humanity and moving people away, distracting them from accountability and responsibility. Things that could have helped them and provided for them the opportunity to avoid a lot of unhappiness in their own life and to not make themselves victims. But when you have a society that wants to make you a victim, then the question in your head is, what is so important about you making me a victim? What is that all about? What is in you that wants to make me a victim? What is it that you're getting from that? Where, How are you getting your jollies by making me a victim? So, of course, those are rhetorical questions. <laughs> you know, those are things you can kind of think about when you're out walking around or meditating or driving and you're listening to this podcast. Things to think about is when people open their mouth and they say something, what is it that they're really saying? And my hope and desire is that when people open their mouths and they say something, you don't necessarily have to respond to what they're saying. But isn't it interesting if you have a secret for yourself? It's almost like you have a, a human decoder ring that you are able to not try to read their minds, but you're just observing what they're saying or doing. That phrase of what you're doing is so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. 